Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Well, Peyton Bowen has signed with the University of Oklahoma, and it still may not be over, right? Woo! But at least we've got that locked in. The 247 Sports Composite 2023 Recruiting Football Team Rankings have been updated. Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Texas 3. Miami four, Oklahoma in the top five for uh, recruiting classes where we sit right now. Oregon has slipped all the way back to 11 now after uh, losing the the Peyton Bowen five-star safety commit um, to Oklahoma, who never had Peyton Bowen committed really for one moment the entire time and credit uh, a lot of the people that follow it um you know yourself and parker thune were adamant about peyton bowen uh throughout like yeah he's committed to notre dame he hasn't flipped um and then he goes to oregon but all of that information proved to come through in the end and you know that's that's not easy to to kind of hang yourself out there like that on on some of these things and you know you can get burned and it looked like a lot of people had been burned but the information holds true Peyton Bowen has signed at Oklahoma just crazy that it's finally over I mean don't get me wrong I'm glad that this one's finally over because he had been committed to Notre Dame since New Year's Day and for six months at least Parker and I have been talking every day that, well, OU's really the leader here. Like, yeah, he's committed to Notre Dame, and it's weird that he's not decommitting yet, but OU is the leader here. And then yesterday happened, and it was an awful, terrible day. Um, And just it it really is the most chaotic recruitment, I think, of my lifetime that I've seen from the OU side of things. And like I said last hour, to finally be on the right side of a crazy and chaotic recruitment – after going through the David Hicks saga, uh, the Kamar Wheaton thing a couple of uh, Christmases ago, like OU fans just felt burned when it came to big signing day announcements or big announcements with the five-star. You went out this time around. I'm glad it's over. It's just still kind of weird that it actually is over. This is, a, this is a big moment, man, and a top-five class doesn't guarantee that this one's going to work out. Lincoln Riley's highest-rated class – was maybe his worst class in terms of you know players that developed, but what I don't know. I, that? I feel that would have been the 2019 class. I think is when uh, you had uh, you had Rattler and then the three five star wide receivers. And if you go and look at that class, like only a couple of guys panned out there. But number so they I, had the number six class overall. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. So this is like your highest ranked recruiting class in. Jeez, a long, long time. If, Here's what's if crazy. Number five holds. Right. Here's what's crazy about it. That class, uh, the 2019 class that had um, Hazelwood, Radler, Theo Weiss, all those guys, it was the number six ranked class. But here's the thing, Tyler. It was a 279 score, which 
is a full, what, 10 points behind this class score. Um, this class would have been the number three class in the country that year at 289, only behind Georgia and Alabama who had huge years. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that class too, I mean, the bulk of that class is where? At the skill position spots, right? It was at quarterback and it was at wide receiver. Now, I'll right. never I'll never turn down a five-star quarterback, but – I'd like the, the bulk of my class or, like, the, the highlight of my class to be a little bit different than three five-star wide receivers. The highlight of this class is a five-star quarterback, a five-star edge, a five-star safety, a four-star wide receiver, a four-star offensive tackle. They did, and this was true yesterday. We said it yesterday. But they did a great job with this class of spreading the wealth up and down the roster. They did a tremendous job with that. And where's the strength of this class? Again, I thought yesterday it was probably the defensive backfield. It it really looks like it's a defensive backfield after adding Peyton Bowen today. They got some really good defensive backs. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something that's interesting. That 2019 class, Tyler, um, we just signed someone from the 2019 class, Austin Stogner. Yeah, that's He's right. He's back. <laughs> so uh, it's come full circle. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. That's yeah, it's big time. I, you know, I, I think the, I think the secondary is obviously super strong. What we've got three really good safety um, signees there. You got another guy in the uh, the Lewis Carter kid that I think, you know, he's he's listed as a linebacker, but he could end up being a safety type or a you know, like a nickel type. But you know, he's a six foot two hundred five kid. Um, you had a a junior college signee that is uh, is really good, Kendall Dolby, who Venables loves. He thinks this kid is an absolute stud. So yeah, I, I think the the secondary. I mean, if it's not the if it's not the number one spot, you're hard pressed to find something that's better if you're going to include corner and safety and all that all together. Yeah, uh, Bravo. Bravo to the OU Women's Soccer Twitter account. 19 minutes ago, they just tweeted out a close-up, a picture of Peyton Bowen's girlfriend in an OU uniform. Uh, Girlfriends are undefeated. Girlfriends look like they took a loss yesterday, Mm. but girlfriends are back to being undefeated, and they just tweeted out a picture of her. That was well-timed. That was brilliant. Whoever put that out, if you're listening, job well done. That might be my favorite tweet of the day. That's great. Wow. Well... Okay, um, so what does this mean? I guess momentum-wise, it's always positive to to have like a, a a big moment like this during signing, right? But like, what what does it mean exactly for the team moving forward? Now, that's the question that we all have to ponder. And like, this is a, a class full of kids that I think are. They're not just good athletes. I, you know, Venables makes it a point to choose the right kids and to target the right kids. And you've seen some of these uh, in here with, you know, some of the lower ranking. I'm sure they could have gone out and looked for some kids that instead of being three stars are four stars. But I'll tell you, frankly, Tyler, some of my favorite players in the entire class are some of the lowest ranked. Yeah. You know? Taylor Wine, Cade McIntyre, Eric McCarty, Marcus Strong, those are those are the four lowest 
rated players in the class, and they may be four of my favorite. Well, they got a lot. They seem. It seems like, and you can't judge everything from a two-minute highlight reel, but everything you you hear, like they got their high-profile players, but it also seems like they got some real blue-collar kids as well, like just some really just good football players. And that's probably like a, a lame line. I, I, I know it is, and you probably hear it with every class, but I don't know, man. There, there's some flash with this class for sure, but I, I think I'm, I think I see what you're saying there. They got some blue collar kids that that mesh well with what they're trying to do here. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. What's the text line saying? Patrick says, "Is Bowen an early enrollee?" Yes, he is. Uh, Muleshoe just took a huge sigh of relief. Well, Oregon still has a really good class, but I see what you mean there. Um, wow. Uh, 24-7 is calling Peyton the four-star. Uh, no, Peyton Bowen is a five-star. Uh, yeah, he's yeah he's a five-star. Anyone else we're looking at other offers besides David Hicks? Uh, I, in terms of recruiting, I mean, not that we really know of. I mean, you did get a defensive lineman yesterday in Marcus Strong. Who is a three-star, six foot three, two sixty-five? They'll add some other pieces in this twenty twenty-three class, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be all that shocked to see them add a defensive lineman or two via the portal. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, uh, wouldn't shock me at all. I think um, I think they're they're probably going to add. I mean, it's all numbers, you know. They they've got to have the right numbers. I think you're going to look for probably multiple. Offensive lineman in the portal, probably a receiver or perhaps two in the portal. Um, you saw the safety that we got today out of the portal, kid with a ton of experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they're going to go inside backer or not, uh, but you're probably still in it uh, edge-wise, defensive line-wise. Also, with um, have have we seen anything on Trace Ford? What's the latest there? It's been three days, seventy-two hours, since he said that his recruitment is wrapped up and he's all done. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's being. I don't know what he's waiting on to be honest. Yeah. Especially you know since Mason Cobb made the decision to go to USC, and it sounds like it's in. It's between OU and USC for Trace Ford. I would think that that could drop at any minute, but I've thought that now for three days. Yeah, I would say that one to me sounds like the ship may have sailed. You think uh, it's USC? To, well, it just kind of feels that way out to Southern California. Um, I don't know. You know, whenever Cobb goes out there, I think that's fairly telling, but don't know for sure. Uh, let's see. OU can't get top five classes. Some a-hole in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OU's going to finish with a much higher recruiting class than USC. That will definitely be pointed out on social media and other places as well. That is that is correct. Uh, again, 405-651-3439 if you want to hop in on, on, on the text line. Can people finally stop doubting we have the right coach and staff? Five no. exclamation marks, three question marks. Well, I, I, I am in, in agreement with the statement, but will they stop questioning it? No. And here's the thing, man. Frankly, it's healthy to have 
a portion of your fan base that questions it, right? That's true to that, yeah. You, you don't always want, like, unanimous, across-the-board uh, agreement on something. Like, you, you always, like, because anytime there's there's dissent, you still have to, you have to maintain um, progress. you got to continue to push forward, and I think that's what everyone wants. So you're never going to have everyone in a fan base uh, unanimously behind someone. So that's okay. Let's see. Uh, the University of Southern California finished it uh, with the number 15 class. As of right now, I don't know if they, they've got some mm. late people that may, uh, may jump in. They lost in. out on a big recruit to uh, Oregon yesterday. Mateo Uyunglele, five-star yeah. uh, defensive player, which is funny, by the way, because OU and USC were in the same article this morning on CBS Sports. They had recruiting winners and losers from signing day. Well, Notre Dame was listed as a loser. Oklahoma was listed as a loser. And USC was listed as a loser. And here's what it said about OU, the article. Speaking of losses, the Sooners were hoping to serve as beneficiaries of Bowen Instead, they watched as there wasn't even a hat on the table for Oklahoma while Bowen chose Oregon. To make matters worse, they were the presumed leaders for Akana, only to see him spurn the Sooners in favor of red rival Texas. Well, I don't know if uh, CBS wants to edit that article or not. I guess OU could technically still be a loser on signing day, but boy, they're a winner on the day after signing day. I can tell you that much. They're a loser coming into the day in a top five class to exit the day. Yeah, and here's the thing, man. Uh, if you want to, if you want to go compare and look at the University of Southern California and their recruiting class, it looks exactly like most of the recruiting classes that Lincoln had at Oklahoma. You got a five-star yep. quarterback, you have two five-star wide receivers, and then it begins to fall off massively. Now they got the Braylon Shelby kid, edge player who's really good. Um, he's a high four-star. Tackett Curtis Backer out of Louisiana, I think, is an absolute stud. He's a four-star. But then, you know, it just it starts to fall off quite a bit. You know, they don't have, you know, they don't have many highly rated offensive linemen. They don't have, um, you know, highly rated defensive linemen. It's just the thing that I love about Oklahoma's class is, and, and we've talked about this, but the balance. I think it's about as balanced of a class as I've seen Oklahoma have in a really, really long time. Well, you, you, Whenever- you know what? Like you're talking about the differences between OU and USC's class. Like OU, like the overall makeup of it looks a lot like the classes that of the programs that you're trying to chase, right? I mean, it, not yeah. exactly the blueprint, but it's it looks it resembles that a whole lot more. And you mentioned USC and their inability to get down linemen on both sides of the ball. Well, I'll point you to a reason as to why that that's kind of the case for them, other than you know Lincoln Riley may not be great at recruiting on the defensive side of the ball. Here are the top players from California this year in order of where they're ranked. All right, you'll get the idea pretty quick. Quarterback, quarterback, wide receiver, edge, wide receiver, quarterback, corner. Wide receiver, corner, tight end, defensive line, linebacker, corner, running back, quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback. Like, you get the point, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're in a very rich state for talent in terms of stars, but 
it's skill position, man. There's a ton of quarterbacks out there. There's a ton of running backs and wide receivers. And you'll get a random really good edge player or a couple of really good corners here and there. But the state of California just isn't producing high-level defensive linemen and high-level offensive line. So they're, they're having to go out of their region to try to get those impact players on the down line. And they're just not – they're not having a lot of success going out of the state of California and trying to find that player. So that's going to continue to be an issue for them, I think, because there yeah. will be years where, you know, maybe there's more elite O linemen and D linemen in future classes in California, but it doesn't really look like it's ever going to be a state that's like littered with top ranked guys. You know, what I mean? like they're going to oh. have to go out of the region. I think that's going to be tough for them. USC is they're going to have a really really bad Oregon problem. Uh, I yeah. believe moving forward, um, I, the top five ranked players in Oklahoma's class: quarterback, safety, edge, wide receiver, offensive tackle. That spans the the five positions that you absolutely have to have in college football. That's what I love, man. It's the balance. It, it's 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 exactly how you want it to look. Those are the money positions in college football right now. And, you know, the next five after that, safety, uh, athlete, probably going to be safety, linebacker, D-line, linebacker, corner. So you the, the top five, it spreads across the gamut. The next five top-rated players – all going to be defensive guys. A couple of yep. safeties, a um, couple of backers, D linemen, and a corner. I mean, that is it's something that we haven't had. It's just a different look of a recruiting class than we've had recently, and I love it. Uh, one more text before we hit a break. Switzer era recruits had its share of last-minute losses. Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, true game changers, have options today was another reason for fans not to bash recruits when they don't get the answer that they want. Yeah, so it all worked out in the end, didn't it? It all worked out. You got your third five-star. So there you I go. think everyone's done freaking out. Everyone had a nice little period yesterday where they're freaking out and lashing out on the text line, but everyone's happy today. Hey, by the way, um, I'm at Riverwind Casino where on New Year's Eve you can win your share of $165,000 in cash and bonus play from noon to midnight. So if you're looking for a place to come hang out on New Year's Eve, Riverwind Casino right here in uh, Norman is the spot to be, dude. Awesome. There you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. It's the holiday season, and Sooner fans, maybe you're walking around with a little bit more of a smile today. Why? Peyton Bowen flips from Oregon to Oklahoma. He has signed. He is officially a part of the 2023 class. OU began the day as the number eight overall class. They currently sit as the number five overall class in the 2023 rankings. Text line has a lot to say. We'll get to that. First one, I'm about to get on Twitter and talk mad S to all the Texas fans that ran their mouth about Bowen and Oregon. I haven't been able to keep up with uh, with Twitter as much as I'd like during the show, but oh God, I cannot imagine the victory lap OU fans are uh, are enjoying right now. Oh boy. Well, yeah, but I mean, Texas still has a a higher-ranked recruiting class than you do by quite some margin. Um, they're in that number three spot, uh, spot four, five-star kids. 
um, bunch of four-star kids. I mean, they've got a 297-point class, and they only have 22 guys signed in. That's incredible. I mean, that's you, you look at the company yeah, they they're around. Right? Miami's right behind them, and they've got four more um, guys locked in than they do. So they, they get a lot of points for that number one overall player, though. It's about time. Remember when we got that fumble recovered on onside kick from Oregon and didn't get it? Paybacks. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I, I should have uh, – Zane and Tulsa tried to get me to do this. I didn't have time during the show. But, you know, that picture of uh, Alan Patrick holding up the football? Yeah. He wanted me to uh, Photoshop Peyton Bowen and Alan Patrick's hands instead of the football and tweet it <laughs> out on our ref account. That would have been pretty awesome. You uh, know what? Did yeah. I see that? I feel like – I feel like someone that probably happened. did it. I thought that maybe maybe was in my mentions earlier uh, somehow, but yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Love it. OU is one player short of a truly complete class. Unfortunately, defensive tackle was the biggest position to have that bust on. Really, you're going to have a negative outlook on things after today in a top five class. You act like they didn't get defensive line help or interior defensive line help. They did get players there. No, they didn't get David Hicks, and I'm guessing, well, they, David Hicks hadn't made a decision yet, first off. He didn't announce till tomorrow, but I don't know. I, one player short of a truly complete class. This is as much of a complete class as OU's had in a long time. Long time. What was the statement there to start that thing off? Read that again. O, OU is one player short of a truly complete class. Unfortunately, defensive tackle was the biggest need position to have that bust on. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I defensive line for sure. That's where you want always want to to lock in your top players. I I I cannot argue with that. And to be a what a truly historic class. Okay, yeah. Is this a historic class? I don't know. I don't think you can have for OU. It is for OU. It is in the modern era in terms of where it's in terms of where it's ranked. That's yeah. I mean, I it, guess. I mean it is. I guess, but uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, when it's all said and done, no one is going to be talking about how great this class is if it doesn't yield a bunch of incredible college football players it, it's just like the the 2019 thing like we could have said that was an uh, a historic class for oklahoma but here we are just a handful of years later and no one cares about that class at all so uh, is it historic in a sense of where it's ranked okay yeah i'll give that but it's not going to matter in two or three years if some of these guys don't turn into, uh, you know, what they were projected to be on the football field at Oklahoma. Been out of pocket this week with Christmas shopping and whatnot with my lovely life, but I listen in uh, spots. And yeah, Angela loves. It. Okay, um, well, thank you for listening. In between yeah. all the Christmas shopping, preach. Been out of pockets. Uh, what's been going on today? Well, OU flip Peyton Bowen. That's what's been going on today. OU yeah. now has the number five class. 
And by the way, to the previous texture, um, the defensive lineman we lost still hasn't signed anywhere. So, I mean, I guess there's a, there's still a sliver of opportunity for Oklahoma to sign, in your eyes, an historic class. Well, what is at that least squeaking? we know that if there is there a- like a wheel squeaking behind you. Can you hear that? Um, I did just hear it. I don't know where that's coming from. It almost sounded like it was, yeah, maybe it's like one of these machines over here. I don't know, dude. I can't really <laughs> focus because they sat me right by the door today. Yeah. And to be sitting right by the door today of all days is, it's pretty brutal. I got a hoodie on. I got a jacket on. I got gloves on. It's, I'm battling through the elements right now, and I did not think that that would be the case today. Every time the door uh, opens, you get a blast of Russian Siberian air that comes that's through. That's probably what it is, is the door opening, that squeak that you hear behind me. Yeah, it's <laughs> Siberian air on my back every uh, 30 to 45 seconds. It feels that's good. Great. feels real good. Teddy and Tyler, Merry Flipmas. That's from uh, Jimmy Ooh, and Tulsa. okay. Yeah. Merry Flipmas to you as well. Yeah, Santee brought something Y'all see nice. Dominic. Y'all see Dominic Richardson committed to Baylor. I saw there was a crystal ball in for him. Uh, but Oklahoma State running back Dominic Richardson off to Baylor. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. Feel bad for Oklahoma State uh, spewing uh, players that have played a lot of good football for them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, OU still waiting on Trace Ford, and they got a crystal ball recently for Trey Harris, a wide receiver at a La Tech that we talked about a couple days ago. Stud. So, uh, oh, stud, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. What have you What have you seen or heard from Trey Harris for you to use the word stud coming out of the portal? Uh, just a good football player. Um, decent size. Got a, a lot of athleticism to him, has a, a ton of experience. I believe he was their leading receiver last year. They didn't have a great football team, but, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a player that, you know, comes in that has done it uh, on this level and done it to a fairly high, high standard. So I think he would he would – I don't know that he would necessarily just step right into a starting spot, but – he would definitely be in the mix to get some big playing time. Um, by the way, and this is looking to the 2024 class, but Peyton Bowen does have a little brother, uh, Eli Bowen, who is a four-star defensive back that OU has offered. So uh, is today a good omen for that recruitment? I It doesn't hurt that older brother is now signed with OU, and younger yeah. brother is a pretty good player as well. Good player, and um, he's is he a little smaller in stature? Is that right? Yeah, he's he's a bit on I've the heard. smaller side. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but they, I mean, they still still offered him, so they must like him quite a bit. And from what Parker said, you know, there there are definitely scenarios where the little brother is offered because they want the older brother so bad, or you know, vice versa. I guess um, that's does not seem like it's the case here. Like, they offered Eli Bowen because, well, they really like Eli Bowen and want him to be a part of the 24 class. Nice. Yeah. Um, one more. Someone was uh, 
referencing Miss Selman and how, of course, Barry Switzer said, thank God for Miss Selman. Someone yep. said on the text line, well, maybe we should be saying thank God to, to Miss Bowen. And um, that's a nice thought. But some of the rumors that are out there is that um, I don't know if Miss Bowen had a whole lot to do with this re- recruitment in a positive way towards OU. The, the scuttlebutt, yeah. the rumor out there is that Peyton Bowen may have told his parents to um, kind of shove it here, and I'm going to make my own decision. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess she was, at least from what I've heard, it sounds like she was adamant about Notre Dame, right? Like, if yeah, it wasn't yeah, for Miss Bowen, like, yeah. Peyton Bowen probably would have flipped to Oklahoma a long, long time ago. Yeah, so, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of it. There's some truth to that. So, but that hey, certainly uh, that certainly is the rumor there. Let's hit a break here. On the other side, I want to hear who you think is going to be the best player at Oklahoma from this class. Not who the best player is right now. Like, okay. whenever it's all said and done, who are we going to be talking about? Can, let's out of this let's admit uh, Jackson Arnold from that. Okay. Anyone but yeah. Jackson Arnold. That's fine. Yeah, sure. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Tyler's hanging out out there at Riverwind. Uh, hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Cavis Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Cold weather is here. They said it would be here. They weren't wrong about it. So if, unfortunately, you've suffered a busted pipe or some other weather-related emergency is going on at your home or your office building, cavensconstruction.com. Contact them now. They, they can help you out. Um, there was someone in Norman recently that had a that had an issue off Ed Noble Parkway, and uh, Gary and the team were able to go out there and uh, help those individuals right here in Norman. So cavensconstruction.com if you have any weather-related emergencies that have happened over uh, the previous 24 hours. All right, you asked me going into the break, which who's going to be the best player in this 23 class? I'm omitting Jackson Arnold from this because I think that he's your future at quarterback. I'll give you this one. I think that this program um, really needs, and and I like Danny Stutzman, but I think the future of this program, they're really going to need just just a solid linebacker in the middle of their defense. Well, you got the best linebacker coach in the country on your staff in Britt Venables, right? I'm going to say Samuel Omasigo has an incredible career and the best career in this uh, recruiting class. 6'1", 208, wow. and, man, he's been a guy just all, like, for the, the past eight months, he just kept rising and kept rising and kept rising and kept rising. He gets to be a top 100 player. He doesn't play 6A Texas high school football, so I think it's even more impressive that out of Crandall, Texas, he kept rising and rising as a top 100 player. He seems like he's that tough kid that you're looking for at backer, um, extremely athletic. I mean, he's going to get bigger. I really like the upside of him. If you're making me pick one player, I'll pick Samuel Omasigo, four-star backer out of Crandall, Texas. Yeah, I hope that's right. That that would be that would be good. Um, I believe that PJ Adabare okay has a chance. To, I, he has measurables that you just you never see. Six four two forty is what he's listed at on twenty four seven. Yeah, but 
like six four two forty is good, but he has a seven foot wingspan. If if he puts on fifteen pounds of good muscle, like I like that he's he's six four and a half. I don't necessarily want him to be any taller than that. I mean, you start to get to a certain height where it's it, it's harder to bend and. Like leverage is one of your best weapons against an offensive lineman. You know, some of the some of the best pass rushers out there are not tall guys. They're they're shorter in stature, but the length that he has, the arm span that he has, it's not going to take a whole lot to turn this dude into a top five NFL draft pick. He's got top burst five. Yeah, top five or top five rounds. It sounds like you're saying top five overall. Top, a top five pick Ooh. in the NFL draft. Ooh, man. Okay, you just, let's go. You don't you don't Use get one of those. measurables like that. You just don't. They just don't happen. Now, he's a long way from that. He's still incredibly raw. I think he's still trying to get a feel for his his frame. Um. But if if coached properly, if developed properly, and if he puts some good weight and strength on, like, there's literally no limit to what he can do. It's it's one of the most unique frames that I've ever seen as far as like, arm's length. An offensive lineman cannot block you if your arms are longer than theirs. It makes it borderline yeah. impossible, especially on the edge. And if you learn a good stab, if if you learn some some good moves with your hands, you develop a a really good skill set, which isn't. I mean, I'm not saying it's uh, easy, but right, there's a lot of guys that learn how to rush the passer. They just don't have the physical tools to be able to take advantage of all of that. But he's got all the physical tools, and if he learns. The skill set, I, I'm telling you, you just you can be unblockable, especially at the collegiate level. What did uh, Venable said yesterday? I think that he's all arms and all limbs, <laughs> and he started laughing mm-hmm. about it a little bit after. So, yeah, uh, let, yeah let's see if you. I, I like watching Lewis... him playing football. He looks like an octopus out there. His his arm leg arms and legs are so long. I uh, that's a pretty good plan to have an octopus coming off the edge. That would be tough to block. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but Agreed. yeah, an octopus off the edge. An NFL team would draft an octopus top yeah, five. Of course, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys would. They'd pass on the flashy quarterback or something. But yeah, I agree with that. Carl from Maryland says Lewis Carter will have the biggest impact on the field next year. Watch the videos. That young man has an uncommon commitment to violence. I like um, that. An uncommon commitment to violence is a. I, that's strong, Carl. Did you hear any of the um, the signing day TV show? Did you no, have to catch any I, of it? No, I, I tried to listen. No, I tried to listen yesterday, um, but I was distracted by Brent Venable's um, sport coach, so I <laughs> didn't actually hear anything of what was said yesterday. He he said, and you know, Coach Venable's typically, from what I've um gathered over the years like he's he's not really one to 
just kind of like make things up or give give praise or credit that's not due, right? And he said that he thinks that it was pretty clear in his mind that Lewis Carter was the best player in Florida. And wow, that is saying something. He's rated as the 38th best player in Florida. Um, you know, you've got you've got some guys up there at the top. Keon Keeley, Edge went to Alabama as a Florida kid, five star kid. I mean, there's there's a bunch of five star players from Florida, and Venable says he's the best player in Florida. So, I think that is all the praise that you need. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Uh, Doug and Norman, let me read a couple more. Doug and Norman, how about Jaquay's Petaway at wide receiver as the best player in this class? I don't know why. I think you and I have talked about it a couple times. I know Parker and I have. Jaquay's Petaway, for whatever reason, is like the most overlooked player in this class, and he's one of the five best players that you have in this 2023 Hall. I don't get it. I don't understand why. It's almost like we take the kid for granted, but... Yeah, you, you talk about a you talk about a guy that's athletic and can run. Jaquay's Petaways, he can really run. He got yep. a chance. I Burner. don't I mean I wouldn't pick him as the best player in this class, but like Doug, if you want to throw that one out there, I, I can't I can't hate on that one. He's a burner. Well, it may turn out that he's he may not be the best player in the class, but it may turn out that he's the most productive. I you know, if 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 he finds a, a really nice rhythm at wide receiver and he and Jackson Arnold have a great connection in years coming like and they can connect on the deep ball and that's a huge attack uh, for Oklahoma he may he may end up being the most productive yeah uh, Zane says sounds like PJ needs to wear number eight being the octopus and all <laughs> oh nice I like that uh, yeah number hey, eight I'll tell you something else that's first. great um you know, I think the I think the offensive line guys in this class are really exciting, but the most exciting is one of the lowest ranked guys on the in the class, the Logan Howland kid. Um, have you seen much from him? He's six seven. Is he he's six, six seven? seven six seven two eighty, and he's a he's a converted tight end, and. He's got really, really good feet and athleticism already. And tight end conversions to tackle are really, really good. I, I mean, that's that's one of the best conversions that you can have. And, you know, he's a three-star kid. That's a player to watch right now. Whenever you hear all the people that are offensive linemen that have looked at this class, like that's one of the guys that they really dial into and say, Watch out for this kid in years to come. By the way, I'm at Riverwind Casino. Join him on New Year's Eve to win your share of $165,000 in cash and bonus play from noon to midnight. Show up here to Riverwind Casino and try to help me figure out what this mysterious squeaky sound is as well, coming from behind one of the machines. That'd be cool. Sounds like an old squeaky wagon wheel, like you're making. The, I wish the you trip wouldn't have pointed country. it out because I I can't not hear it now during the middle of a segment. <laughs> wish you wouldn't have pointed it out. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one next. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. CavensConstruction.com. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. 
It's Peyton Bowen Day. He picks OU, flips from Oregon to OU. He flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon to OU all in uh, just a little more than uh, 24 hours. But he signs today with OU. Some news and notes across the country. You missed this yesterday on the show. Travis Hunter, the number one rated player in the uh, transfer portal, said, hey, when I have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, then I'm going to make my announcement. I guess he got to 100,000 subscribers last night because he's heading to the University of Colorado. He is rejoining uh, Deion Sanders out there at CU. That is an immediate impact player for them. Heck of a get for Deion in the uh, transfer portal. Wow. How about that? If I get 100,000. You know much about him? Uh, I know he's uh, an absolute stud, plays both sides of the ball, um, is a surefire first-round draft pick. He's just kind of hanging around college football until he's eligible to go to the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Gilbert is back in the transfer portal, uh, played tight end at Georgia this year. Uh, he, he, that was a mess last offseason. He's back in the portal. Um, and then Jaden Daniels is returning to LSU. LSU's got a lot coming back on the offensive side of the ball next year. Who do you think is going to be like the trendy college football playoff pick next year? Are you looking at an LSU? Are you looking at a Florida State? Like who who comes to mind? The University of Southern California. I mean, come on. Oh well, true. They do have the yeah. Heisman winner coming back. All that right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. Stay with us.